How do children's authors build strong book businesses and grow their impact? By hanging out with Lori here on The Writer's Way. Hello, writers. Today, I want to talk to you about how my ideas anyway, how you can maintain your enthusiasm when the shine has worn off of this whole publishing thing. In the beginning, when we start, the entire process and everything about it is so exhilarating that we can hardly contain ourselves, right? We become obsessed. We think about our books 24-7 when we wake up in the night and we need a pad and paper next to our bed. Um, we join all the Facebook groups and we're in there obsessively because it's it's so exciting. Sometimes it's the idea that we actually wrote a story. Like me, I just had the idea out of a blue, out of a blue, out of the blue. But sometimes you've been writing stories your whole life. So besides just having written the story, it's about the decision, the enormous decision to publish it finally, right? It's exhilarating. And then, and then you move forward. You have to make so many decisions. <laughs> it's overwhelming at times. Yes. But then you also get a very nice adrenaline rush with every decision that you make and your confidence grows. So you decide, okay, I'm going to self publish because I can't wait for a few years. Too impatient. Check. Woot. Okay. You decide, uh, yeah, I'm going to print through Amazon because I don't want to do a print run and throw away thousands of dollars before I know if my book will sell. Check. Woot. <laughs> and then there's the crazy rush of actually pressing publish and then seeing your book in other people's hands, right? That rush lasts, well, for different amounts of time for different people. For me, it was like a day. I don't know. That's how it feels anyway, five years later. Maybe it was a week. For some of you, it might be a month or six months. I'm pretty sure for most of us, it wears off a lot sooner than we would like. We get bogged down now with a new idea which is, so how do I sell these suckers, (laughs) right? And the enthusiasm wanes, the excitement wanes as we realize that writing and publishing the book is a heck of a lot easier than selling the book. Simply publishing it um, and not making any attempts to market it or sell it, I think that would feel like, you know, only a part of a goal accomplished. You'd, You'd always feel like, um, you didn't have closure, like it wasn't the closed loop, like you're never quite done. The tricky part is even if you do pay attention to your marketing and your book sales and all that, you're still never finished, right? So you're never going to have that feeling of done or finished unless you decide to make a clean break and walk away completely. But really, when it comes to marketing and selling your book, you're just never finished. Sorry to burst your bubble if you were hopeful <laughs> that it was almost over. For some people, maybe this happens after a month, maybe six months, maybe years, maybe, you know, 30 books. But at some point, you are likely to feel or start feeling like the book work you have to do is just downright mundane. It's boring. It takes a lot of time. And often authors have that feeling like you're not quite sure that even though you're spending time on it, you're maybe not spending things time on the right things. And every social post that you put out that gets no response, you feel more and more invisible. Most of us keep at it, I think, no matter how frustrated or bored or, you know, besides the mundanity, we have like a perverse need to keep at it, right? Even when we don't really know what to do. But what that means is we spend all this time almost digging ourselves into a mental hole because nothing we do is working. It gets harder and harder to dig out, but we can't stop. At the core of what we as children's authors want, we just really, really want our books in the hands of kids, right? That's what we want. 
But if you're an indie author, then what you really, 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 really want is just to pay for the illustrations for your next book. So today I, I woke up feeling unwell. I realized halfway through the day it was just really bad sinus pain, but it was so bad that it actually made me nauseous. I don't know if you ever have that. I ended up canceling my client calls and I had to postpone the momentum group call, the work session. So sorry, everybody, but see you Thursday if you're listening. Um, I didn't end up going to bed though. You know, I highly, I I highly contemplated it. I really was going to go lay down maybe outside in the sun or something, but I didn't. I took a sinus pill and turned my music on low and um, sat at my desk and answered emails. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and record this podcast because it seems fitting because like author book marketing type stuff, sometimes recording the podcast feels a little bit mundane um, and boring. It really helps me when you send me messages. So I appreciate that. I've gotten a lot of messages lately. Uh, just, you know, just to say thank you for, for doing this. It makes it feel worthwhile, which helps. Um, today I didn't really want to be working, but I kept going. The shine has worn off, I would say, of, you know, the excitement of doing a podcast and marketing my book and all the things, but I still keep on. If you've been here listening to me for a while or anywhere sort of in my world, then you've likely heard me talk about rhythm and the need to listen to your body's rhythm because we all have different rhythms. Sometimes it's hormonal. Sometimes it's with the phase of the moon. Sometimes it's based on other people or how well our baby slept the last night. But I do really believe in resting when you need to rest, when your body tells you and and recognizing that just because you know, the typical work week is Monday to Friday, nine to five. It doesn't mean you have to work all those days and those hours either. But if you've been around for a while, then you definitely also heard me speak of consistency and of how being consistent is what I attribute my success to. So first, let me say, I feel you. I know how mundane and pointless and boring it can seem sometimes when the shine's worn off. But I'm taking this opportunity as I'm not feeling the best in recording this podcast to also give you a loving, friendly kick in the fuzzy peach emoji. If you've been avoiding your book marketing for a while, feeling overwhelmed, or maybe like you're sick of being being invisible, well, I guess first I'll have to say get in touch with me and either join the Momentum Club or join the group coaching program that starts next week. But second, what I'll say is get out a pen and paper and take down a few notes now. Pause. Okay. (laughs) So these are, in my opinion, top five things to do every week. And sometimes they might seem mundane and boring or less than exciting. What's the opposite of exciting? I guess boring. Um, But regardless, these are the top five things that I think you need to do every week to move your book business forward. And these aren't straightforward. So get the pen, get the paper and really think about these. Okay. Number one, what you really need to do so that you know that the time you're spending is purposeful, you need to write down your targets. So this isn't goals. This isn't aspirational now. Write down how many books you want to sell. Be realistic. I mean, of course, we all want to sell a million books a day. But if you sold 10 last month, then selling 10 a day this month is probably unrealistic. Okay, so keep it reasonable with, you know, a slight, slight improvement maybe over your past weeks or months target. But write down how many books you want to sell. If you're on social media, write down how many followers you want to gain, not because it's about the followers, but because it is a measure that you can take, right? 
how many new email subscribers you want, how many interactions in your direct messages you're aiming for. Write all of that down. So number two is now you have to ask yourself a question. Have you met those targets before? Have you gained followers? Have you gained email subscribers? Have you had interactions with your target audience before? And if you have, then do more of that stuff, right? You have to kind of look back and reflect, what did you do that worked? Do more of that. (laughs) Sounds simple, but I know it's not. If you have no idea, if you're telling, you're shaking your head, rolling your eyes at me saying, I have no idea what I did. It just happened. It was a fluke. It was lucky. Well, then now moving forward from today on, now it's time to start keeping track, okay? Make a plan. How many posts will you make? What will you say? What are you going to talk about? What's your theme? And um, how many emails will you write? How many conversations will you have with your target audience? Write that all down and then make it happen. Okay? Be purposeful. I'm going to have three conversations. I'm going to make one post. I'm going to invite people to like me. I'm going to invite people to my email list, all that kind of stuff. If you don't ask people, they don't do it. So first step, write down your targets. Second step, make a plan to meet those targets. Okay, number three, you need to grow your audience. And I'm safe and confident in saying that because everybody does, right? Everybody needs to grow their audience. You do that by gaining more traffic, more people that sort of become aware of you. So my idea for what you could do once a week is research somebody who has an audience that you can borrow. So think of this like a podcast host, so a parenting podcast or a teacher's podcast or something like that. You're going to have to research it and see one that has that, you know, um, seems really good, seems in line and relevant to your books and your message and your mission. Or you could look up blogs that seem like they are well-received, lots of comments, popular, that kind of stuff, and then pitch yourself to them. Send them a message. My best advice is be human, personable, conversational, not weird, not salesy. Hello, my name is Lori and I write books for four to six-year-olds. Now, tell them who you are, why you like them, and how you'll make them look good for their audience. Like what's in it for their audience, because that's what they care about. Okay, fourth tip is to find someone to learn from and pay attention. Often just picking up like a fun new tip or a new strategy, a new trick, it's enough to light a fire in us. Even just that little bit is enough to sort of banish the mundanity for, um, you know, a day, a week, a month. Make sure though to limit the learning because it's really easy to fall into the trap of just consuming content all day long and never taking action. And then you feel like, well, I've been so busy and I've done so much, but of course your book business isn't growing, right? Because you've just been consuming all day. So this is a fun tip that I actually just picked up today and I've already tried. Um, I just learned this day, this is for real. I just learned that on your personal Facebook um, profile, like your wall, you can pin a comment. So we've been able to do this on Instagram. We've been able to do this in our groups. We've been able to do this on our business pages. But up until very recently, we haven't been able to do it on our personal profiles. So go ahead and try that and test it a few ways, which leads me into number five. And this one is important. Okay, well, they're all important, but really lean in for this one, okay? Shoo the kids away, focus, turn off the TV for just a sec. Although I don't think you're listening to a podcast and watching TV. Okay, when you decide on um, a message, like your brand messaging that you're going to use, or you decide on an angle, like um, you're going to aim this 
you know, this idea at teachers or at parents or homeschoolers, etc. When you decide, you know, you're going to try a new tip. For the love of books everywhere, do not try it once and then declare it ineffective or useless and give up. Please take that idea and try again. Try, try, try again. Rephrase what you wrote. Put a new picture with something. Write the email with a new first line or maybe a new subject line. Keep at this angle or this idea for a month. Seriously. Talk about mundane, right? Like boring. But here's where we fall into a trap. If you're anything like me, you have total squirrel syndrome, right? And you're distracted and you're creative and you just want to create and you want to try new things all the time. But that is not the path to success. Consistent action and repetitive, repetitive messaging, trying it more than once, rephrasing, reworking, doing it a different way. That's where you'll find your success. When you do this, when you set targets, make a plan, reach out to other people to borrow their audience, learn and implement new things, something happens and it might just give you that excited feeling again. Something happens that makes all the mundane, consistent, but boring work feel worthwhile, which in turn brings the shine back to this whole book marketing thing. What will happen is you'll start to get noticed. Your books, your brand, however you do it, you'll start to sell more books. And you'll start realizing that kids all over are reading your words. And that, my friend is the solution for boring and mundanity. The solution is success. And that's what I wish for all of you this week. Talk to you soon.